world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So a lot of people know we've been taping the show remote, and uh, last week we always play Sandy's excellent uh, tribute and somber tribute to September 11th, and uh, received a ton of messages. And now today we're actually taping the show September 11th, and right now it's 11:30 a.m. And 19 years ago today, I was standing at my outside my business, my promotional advertising business in Sea Caucus on Penhorn Ave, watching um, New York City burn, burn yeah. and listening to uh, emergency response vehicles flying into uh, New York City from everywhere. And we still, at that time, it was only an hour and a half into pretty much everything. We still had no idea what the full extent of it was and, you know, how many people were uh, going to perish then and obviously years later from breathing the air that Governor Whitman said was safe. And, and uh, even to it, it was a situation, I was thinking about this this morning, that makes it, for those kids who were voting for the first time today, they weren't even born. No. And no. uh, it's so hard to communicate what it was really like to live through that because you really didn't know at, at 11.30 in the morning, you had no idea, was this going to continue on throughout the rest of the day? What, was America really going, were we going to lose our country? Were, how long, what would happen tomorrow? What would happen tonight, next week? You had no idea? Nope, nope. We were in limbo. I didn't get home because they had, uh, my business was about two miles off of Route 3. For a lot of people who don't know, Route 3 goes right into the Lincoln Tunnel. And uh, both sides of the highway, eastbound and westbound, were all, all traveling in the eastbound direction. Yeah. Into New York. Yeah. So there was really no way for me to get home. Uh, there was gridlock everywhere. Yeah. So I didn't get home. I, I lived in Belleville at the time. I didn't get home until about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and, uh, you know, I still remember that numb feeling. I still remember trying to go to bed at night with that numb feeling and then waking up and f just finding out more and more of what unfolded that uh, that tragic day uh, that, you know, again, history is slowly erasing. Yes, slowly erasing. And, uh, wow, I mean, when I think about it, we, you know, what we went through at the time i remember uh president bush was speaking at like some school third grade kids or something yeah you're reading and, to the kids yeah and someone came in and whispered in his ear and he was like all disheveled and stuff you know yeah, caught yeah. off guard because imagine you know a plane hit when i was in i was in the the parking lot of my business and somebody came outside and said uh the a plane hit one of the towers and again we, we thought like a little piper cub or yeah, something right, right, you know right, exactly yeah 
And then when we found out the extent of it, we had a TV in the upstairs office. Then we realized that we were at war and we didn't know, you know, who knew what was going to blow up next. Right. Right. Who knew? Right. No, no, no one knew what else, you know, if you could coordinate four, you know, jumbo jets. And they thought a rumor had it that there were that dozens of aircraft were in the air. And then they shut down for the first time in history, all aircraft flying. At the time, yes. there were no, it's so bizarre. You know, I, I live on the coast, and there is a jetway that comes in pretty much directly over our area um, for flights coming in from outside of the country. You know, they could, you know, obviously over the Atlantic Ocean and they fly, uh, and they get that one, they catch that one vector toward Newark or they catch another vector toward Philly. And what was eerie was that total silence of that aircraft traffic for weeks, really. I mean, it didn't... Yes. Uh, I was on the first, one of the first flights, when they first opened flights, uh, I was still on a speaking tour at that time, and uh, I was on one of the first flights ever uh, that was allowed to fly afterward. And it was it was me and I think three other people and the stewards, and it was just about it. How eerie. Yeah, yeah, very eerie. Uh, I remember, too, when... Um, Diana called me. I was working from uh, my office at home. Uh, at the time, I had an office at Two Pen, uh, and I didn't go in that day. I, it just was, it was a Monday morning, and I t typically wouldn't go in on a Monday or a Friday, just because of traffic. It was insane. Um, and I, she called, and we were on the phone, and she said, "You know, I uh, a plane just hit the World Trade Center," and I remember having uh, the local the New York uh, television station up on the computer looking at it. And, uh, and I'm like, what, a little Piper Cub? Yeah, same thing, like a little Piper Cub or whatever. I said, it's, I look outside, it's a brand, new, brand beautiful uh, blue sky. And um, I'm like, that, that's so bizarre. Then it comes out that it was actually a, uh, a commercial jet. And I'm like, that's not good at all. And literally within a minute or two, is when the second plane hit the uh, second tower, and I lost all communication with her. Um, yeah. You know, all the cell towers went out. All the communication just went out. And that was a very eerie uh, thing. People have no idea. These no. young kids, they don't no. know what we went through. It was, no. you know, war on our own soil, basically. Yeah. Which had really never happened in the mainland USA, you know, and... Uh, and they were celebrating in the streets in places like Patterson and Detroit. and, and Was and, that ever really confirmed? Yeah, it was. Okay. I mean... Because uh, I've read so much, you know, you read so much stuff yeah. in, over the years. And uh, I'm sure there was, there was radicals that were in the United States that were applauding it. And, you know, I still get people that post on my feed... Uh, that it was a false flag. It never happened. <laughs> the government planned it. You know, the tinfoil hats. Yeah. I mean, these are the flat earthers, man. Uh, it's just, you know, there are people out there who still, you know, believe in all kinds of shit. You know, we got we got a guy that lives in New Jersey who's new to the firearms, and uh, he applied for his permit, and he's waiting countless months, and... Uh, He's been coming in. He's been bringing more and more shooters in to shoot each one, reach one. And this crazy bastard, Sandy, who he communicates a lot with me. He started listening to Gunfire Radio from episode one. Oh, my God. 
And last night he texted me he was listening to episode 417. Oh, my God. And his name is Robin, R-O-B-I-N, Robin. I'm not going to say his last name because somebody might come looking for him. Yep. Uh, asks a lot of questions. I've been helping him out a lot, like I do with everybody in the 2A industry. And, uh, yeah, this crazy bastard's up to show 417. Oh, <laughs> well, what's funny is he sends me messages of some of the shit he's listening to, yeah. and and I Can forgot I remember? said that. No, yeah. but I, but then I remember, like, oh shit, yeah, I did say that. You know, it's just funny. It's it's funny. Uh, but Robin, welcome to the family. You and Jared, uh, Gerard, uh, they came to shoot Gerard's father. Uh, Robin's been bringing more and more people in while he's waiting unnecessarily. He lives in the town of Teaneck, and wow. Teaneck traditionally takes six months to a year for paperwork. Does it really? Well, yeah. I've alerted Strike Force, and um, I've also called the police department two times on his behalf trying to pull strings. But anyway, this is how it works. Oh, you know what? While we're talking about that, Jay Factor posted something, and I want, I'd like to read it. So a lot of you knew, and we're going to get into judges in a few minutes. That was my teaser. But a lot of you people have applied for firearms the first time if you're listening to this show. And you realize that you're not getting it in 30 days. So J Factor posted this. Applicants are being told everything about time of permits being issued. The statute is clear. The police department has 30 days to issue to New Jersey residents. When you apply online and get the state police notifications that your application was accepted, keep and screenshot that. When your references come back and you get those notifications, keep and screenshot that. And keep and screenshot the receive fingerprints notification. If your PD is slow walking you, it is very easy to write a certified letter to the chief reminding him of the timeline step four in statute 2C colon 58-3F. Granting of permit or ID card. The applicant for the permit to purchase a handgun together with the fee of $2 or the application for the firearms purchase ID card together with the fee of $5 shall be delivered or forwarded to the licensing authority who shall investigate the same and unless good cause for the denial thereof appears shall grant the permit or the ID card or both if the applicant has been made thereof within 30 days from the date of receipt of the application for residents of this state. 30 days. Okay. And then it also says there shall be no conditions or requirements added to the form or content of the application are required by the licensing authority for the issuance of a permit or ID card other than those that are specifically set forth in this chapter. All right. J Factor, another two-way heavy lifter. No conditions Li or requirements added to the form. And we get abused all the time. All so the you time. new gun people, all the time. if you had to wait more than 30 days, if they gave you unnecessary paperwork to fill out, if they wanted an affidavit from your landlord, a yeah. copy of your passport right. or whatever, you better you better vote the right way because you'll see how we get taken advantage of and abused here. Okay, all of these new gun owners and how many new gunners are there, Sandy? Do you oh. want to know how many? Do you want to know? I hear it's record breaking. <laughs> okay, background checks for firearm sales aren't slowing down. August National Instant Background Check System, 1.7 million for the month of August. <laughs> Joe, wait a minute, just August? August. This month's figures put 2020 NICS totals at 13.8 million. Oh my god. Okay, we had we only had 6.2 million in 2019. We are now almost 14 million Nick's checks. And and 
Many of them are brand new gun owners, and many of them have been voting the wrong way for a very long time. Correct. So these people, and you know, we've uh, we're, we're we have these NRA basic pistol, rifle, and shotgun classes. Mm. We're running five classes a week, twelve people in a class because of social distancing. Yeah. Every class, I go in and do a debrief and talk at the end when everybody's rotating through the live fire portion. Yeah. You want to hear these people. Why did I have to wait six months? Why did I have to wait five months? Why did I do this? Why couldn't I just buy a gun? What? Okay. And and I'm you know it's small scale educating, yeah, getting yep, it out yep, there. Yeah, I did right. it last night. I was here till ten o'clock at night. I had a class of twelve people. Uh, I had this guy John here who owns this place up in uh, Bergen County. Perform as design, Sandy. You're gonna love this. This guy had a great idea. John and his lovely wife Amanda. He got a trailer and decked it all out, and it is a mobile gym. Get out. Yep. What he will come to your house, idea. your business, whatever. One person, three people, four people. All the equipment's mounted inside the trailer. He will wheel stuff outside. He has bands and balls and everything. Oh it's called perform. He's on the quarantine crawl, by the way, per under fitness. What a great per idea. Isn't that great? What is a great isn't that great? Idea. So, you know, and how's the crawl work? Kenneth Armilio, Anthony, thanks so much for the recommendation for Kleenex, C-L-E-A-N-E-X-X. -X. They came out to our council hall and no bullshit, looked at our commercial kitchen, said it didn't need to be cleaned and gave us a new certification sticker. Invoiced us very minimal amount for his travel time. I wrote him a nice note and gave him a five-star review on Google. That's the quarantine crawl in play, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, that's the quarantine crawl in play. So they came in, going back, they came in last night and you want to hear the people in the classroom. I had to wait six months. And I'm telling them, you better work on how you're voting. You better look at what you're doing. You yep. see how they're taking our rights away. And then I told them all, you know, about the price increases. And some of the guys and girls in the class were like, my son turns 18. Uh, my, my wife didn't apply for hers yet. I'm like, well, they better do it now. Yep. Because if it passes the Assembly and the Senate, Murphy's going to sign it. And all the prices are going from $2 to $50, $50 to uh, $5 to $100. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, again, a $100 fee to exercise your God-given right. And it has to be renewed every five years. <laughs> it has to be renewed every five years. That's great. There you go. Meanwhile, what is our governor focusing on? Did you, did you hear about baby bonds? I heard about, well, you sent me something on baby bonds, and I, I blood shot out of my ears. All right, so we're $5 billion in debt. He's borrowing $10 billion at 5% interest. And we're out of that, we're going to take From where, some guy named Louie? Yeah. Last 5 year. Percent interest, that's 5 how percent bad our credit rating is? Yeah, we don't have really a credit rating. Oh. So the governor, free stuff, pandering for votes. Last year, 72,000 births in the state of New Jersey. So the governor and his wife are blanketing the media, and he had a press conference. Every child born in New Jersey whose family's combined income is less than $131,000 a year, when they're born, they will get a $1,000 bond in their name that when they're 18 years old, they can use it towards housing or education. So it will cost us taxpayers $72 million a year. Well, no, some of them make over $131,000, so let me be about $60 million a year. Yeah. Right. It's going to cost all of us taxpayers 
I don't understand this. I, I mean, baby bonds. We're, I know it's for votes. I know you're pandering for votes, right? <laughs> Look, it would be just easier to hand everybody a $100 bill to vote for you. Well, I, I would right. go for that before I go for the baby bonds. Just, just give money away. You know, do it the old-fashioned but way. But here's the deal. The New York Times and The Hill did an article. The average rate of growth on this for a 30-year bond is 1.35%, which means we're borrowing money at 5% to give to kids that will earn 1.35%. This is great. <laughs> only, only a bureaucrat so, could think so that So let's way. put it in English. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, go get a cash advance out of your credit card. Right. And borrow $10,000 at 20% credit card interest right. and use that $10,000 to pay off your car loan that is 5% interest. Right. Or to put into a savings account at 1%. Yeah, take it out and put it in a savings account <laughs> where you get 1.29%. Perfect analogy. Which is this, what he's, he, that's exactly what he's doing. He's doing this so he will have a surplus in the bank. So he'll show a surplus. It's not a surplus. This is bass backwards crazy. Okay? We're oh, 70 to 80 million dollars a year the time said it's going to cost. A baby bond, a nest egg for children for lower income families in an effort to close the wealth gap in the state. The wealth gap. The wealth gap in the state. Now I I, I anyway. You know uh, I'm beside myself. Gap? You work harder. <laughs> We've been, we've been, neither one of us grew up with a silver spoon in our mouths. <laughs> it's so uh, ridiculous. Oh, God, help A thousand dollar bond when you're born. That's free great. shit over yeah. freedom, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Everybody better wake up. It is unbelievable. Okay? And you know, oh, where has Alexander Rubian been? The president of the NJ2AS, Car 54, where are you? And all you new first-time gun owners who are now gun owners because of the violence that is in the street, many of you who have been voting the wrong way for years, will you continue to vote for the same people that brought you the violence? Take a listen. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. When they go low, we kill. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? He said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot 
about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anywhere and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 pennsylvania avenue they're not going to stop before election day in november and they're not going to stop after election day and that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not if you think we're rallying now you ain't seen nothing yet I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness and uh, to, uh, you know, and uh, to, uh, you know, to make a judgment about who I am. Nice. You should see the dog looking at me. Every time I snap my fingers, yeah. his right ear quivers. <laughs> I swear to God. I, every time I do that, his ear quivers. Living with you, I'm surprised he doesn't have a permanent twitch. He's special. <laughs> We're going to get a helmet for him. That's great. Right, Rexy? <laughs> Poor Rexy. Uh, are we back? We are. <laughs> we We're been. on the air? <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you've seen behind the yes, curtain. Yes, you have. And it's a frightening place for me. So... Feel bad for me, thank you. The masters of the universe are tightening things up. They are. Last week, all Gun For Hire links, gunforhire.com forward slash anything, was banned from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I had to pay a professional service to get us unbranded as harmful content. Unbelievable. We think I was reported by the rage mob. Multiple really? people reporting. Yeah, we don't know because fate, well, the Masters of the Universe won't they tell won't you. They won't tell you, right. But right. It co- I paid an outside service $1,000, and six days later, I was allowed to start posting again. Oh, my God. And who knows how long it will last. Right. I could post a picture uh, you know, of Rex and me and, and say something about Gun For Hire. It was fine. But if I posted a link like to a class or gunforhire.com or something, banned. Oh. Ben. All right. Before we get into anything else, I have a ton of housekeeping stuff. I'm going to skip it right now. I want to talk about the election. I want to talk about judges, 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 judges. Did I mention judges? You did. Okay. I also want to give a shout out to Dr. Renucci from Oral and Maxo, Maxiliofacial Surgery and Specialist in Montclair. Dr. Renucci is a platinum member here. Uh, yesterday, he pulled a molar on me. Nice. Yeah, he did it right here in the Platinum Lounge uh, while we were discussing guns. I was holding it. No, kidding. I went to his office in Montclair. This I is put the- a string around the doorknob. <laughs> He's a great guy. Slammed the door. It was good. Dr. Renucci and his wife, Anne, are, and his daughter, Olivia, are great, great people. And, you know, it's so important. His staff, Tammy and everybody, are just so professional. It's like my fifth time going there. My appointment, it was one. I was in a chair at one. The doc numbed me up. A little conversation. 
bing, bang, boom, stitched me up, gave me a list of things to do and sent me home. And, you know, it's just it's so nice when things go smoothly, mm-hmm. you know, like like that. So thank you, Dr. Renucci uh, in Montclair. I appreciate your uh, your professionalism. I'm going to uh, get a baby bond for you. <laughs> OK. Uh, <laughs> sure, he appreciates that. Everybody gets a baby bond. You get a baby bond. You get a baby bond. You get a baby bond. We're going to do puppy bonds. That's right, puppy bonds and kitty bonds. Yeah. So, when Trump was running in 2015, he made a list from the Federalist Society of judges that he would appoint if he was elected. He did not deviate one centimeter from that list, and he appointed 222 judges so far. Two Supreme Court justices, one I'm happy with, one I'm not happy with, and uh, 220 lower judges, immigration judges, appellate judges, you know, uh, uh, circuit judges, and uh, like uh, district judges. Listen to me. This is something that's going to last for years and years and years. So now he came out with an updated list uh, because he's running, um, obviously for re-election, and uh, he has 24 candidates left over from his last list, and he continued to carry them over to his list, all right? Now, he also added a bunch of politicians, and this always happens. It's very rare in modern times for a politician to get a Supreme Court justice slot. He basically did it to because there's name recognition with those politicians. It also gets those politicians in better graces with him now that he's up for re-election. You know, there's one that really stands out is obviously Senator, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. Yeah. He is a constitutionalist, and he's an originalist, and I would love to see him on the bench, but it's not going to happen. No. Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Josh Hawley of Missouri, all right? They they made the list, all right? And I, anybody but Roberts at this point. Oh, God. Uh, this is a good one, too. Uh, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is a, is a prominent black Republican and White House lawyer. Kate Todd also made the list, as did, oh, former Solicitor General Paul Clement if, and Noel Francisco. If you've listened to any... Two A cases that were held. Paul Clement is our solicitor general for the two A. Yeah. This this guy is a rock star. Yeah, okay? he really is. Obviously, Mike Lee made the list again uh, from Utah, uh, a senator. Another okay? really good constitutionalist. Yes, I, I love these guys in their originalist. Amy Conan Barrett is still on the list again. All oh, right. Great. Uh, yeah. Also, Ninth Circuit Judge uh, Bridget Bade. Fifth Circuit uh, Judge Stuart Duncan, Fifth Circuit Judge James Ho, uh, D.C. Circuit Judge Gregory uh, Kattis. Uh, I know all these names because I read all of these two-way cases and everything. Yeah. He the, the picks are phenomenal, okay? The picks are phenomenal, and the radical left will go apoplectic if he gets this. And Trump gave a speech, and he said, Radical justices will erase the Second Amendment, silence political speech and require taxpayers to fund extreme term abortion they will give unelected bureaucrats the power to destroy millions of american jobs they will remove the words under god from the pledge of allegiance they will unilaterally declare the death penalty unconstitutional even for the most depraved mass murderers they will erase national borders cripple police departments and grant new protections to anarchists rioters Voter, violent criminals, and terrorists. They're doing it now anyway. Yeah. yeah exactly. But those 222 judges, could you imagine if we didn't have those 222 judges, where we'd be today? Oh, it'd be a mess. Okay. We need him in another three, four years because we need to have another three to 500 judges. Right. 
A lot of these judges are in their mid to late 40s. We're talking about 30, 40 years on the bench. Right. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the three most important reasons we have to vote this year, judges, 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 okay? I can't be any clearer on this. This is what's going to happen if we don't do this. Yesterday in New York City, 160 business leaders sent the letter to Governor, uh, excuse me, Mayor Big Bird de Blasio of New York City <laughs> to take action on the quality of life in New York City. Okay. Which is non-existent. It is worse than David Dinkins. Guys, guys, listen. I want, I want you to realize how detached this guy is who's protected 24-7 by armed guards. They escort him into his YMCA in Park Slope and his restaurants and dining and everything else that he does and his haircuts. MasterCard, Macy's, JetBlue, NASDAQ, the WNBA, the NBA are just some of the 160 companies, okay? Who they, are all Democrat supporters. Yes, they all said, let's make a strategic plan and work together to solve, pro solve the problems facing the city, okay? That you they, created. Correct. They penned a plea to the mayor Thursday. We urge you to take immediate action to restore essential services as a necessary precursor for solving the city's longer-term complex economic challenges. The garbage okay. is piling up in the streets. The, the retail shops are boarded up and closed. The, the, there's nothing going on. It literally looks like Beirut. <clears throat> it's a third world country. He, they wrote, there's a lot of pressure on employers to bring people back to the office. They're not going to do that until they are comfortable. The CEO say trash piling up in the streets and a spike in violent crime this summer has prevented New York from returning to its pre-COVID glory. It wasn't that great under de Blasio <laughs> it was then terrible, either. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so this long, long letter that they penned to him. Okay. Do you know what this jackass's response was? No. In a statement, the mayor's press secretary responded, we're grateful for the business community's input. We want to restore these services and save jobs. And the most direct way to do this is with long-term borrowing and federal <laughs> stimulus. <laughs> Not our fault. It is the government. We want people in Kansas to pay for uh, all the destruction that was done here under our watch. Could you imagine this jackass is blaming that he needs federal money and needs to borrow more money? You've disseminated the police. Yeah. You have allowed the criminals to take over. Right. And it's the federal government's fault, and it's because you're not borrowing enough money. Right. You need to borrow more money. Yeah. This is what's going to happen across the entire country. It's happening in Portland. It's happening in Kenosha. It's happening everywhere. It's happening it's in freaking Kentucky. Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York. Yes. They're beating up old people in Rochester, New York. <laughs> Sorry. Was that me? I guess it was. Was that was that really me? <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to take a gas X or something. I was going to take Beano. Beano would be good. Anything. Does that really good. work? Yeah. Uh, Beano? I don't know. Beano before or the Beano gas is what it says. Beano, thousand bucks. Let me talk real quick about... Uh, since New York's going to shit and shit. A <laughs> couple of things. Don't forget Shooter's Gauntlet. 
out in Monroe Town, PA, Bobby Ramo. That was Check a weird segue. Dot com. Yeah, I got to get it done. And shit. And then yes. we're going to go to Bob Ramo, the poor guy? Yeah, Bob Ramo, it's beautiful. It's a winter wonderland year-round with shooting machine guns and everything. Uh, my buddy Marty's been bringing me lunch every freaking Friday. When I'm done with the show, I have a V-Burger coming. Now, V-Burger, now he emails me and asks me what I want for lunch. <laughs> so now you get to place an order. Yes. Wow. You're not getting shit. I know. So you're not here. So listen to Mar what Marty does. If you go to Marty's V-Burger in the city and mention Gun for Hire, you get 20% off. But if you can't come to New York City for an amazing meal, grab a meal kit and cook it yourself. You can order it at Marty's vburger.com or pick it up in new jersey at freaking vegans in prospect park on freaking fridays so what happens is marty leaves his restaurant friday morning and drops all of these meal prep kits off at freaking uh vegans in wow. prospect park and then he comes here with his lovely wife to shoot and he drops me me lunch that's pretty good. governor yeah that's very nice okay drops me me lunch so f off Booger off, okay? I'm going to eat my V-Burger, which <laughs> tastes better than any Big Mac ever tasted in my entire life, to be quite honest with you. Two old beef patty special sauce with cheese, because I know that's easy bun. <laughs> so, next. Remember, Gun For Hire Radio is on Spotify. Find us. Bookmark us. Share us. We've got a ton of new listeners. I'm watching the traffic. Keep it up. Each one, reach one. Share our show with people so they will learn, okay? Remember, if you live in New York, NY Tackett Defense, Peter Tillum is the man. If you live in New Jersey or the other 49 states, U.S. Law Shield, both of them use Gun for Hire for a discount. My buddy who wants to peer review my book because his digits are ready, John Petrolino, Decoding Firearms. Get his book on Amazon now. If you got a knife question, Legal Blade, Knife Law App, Knife Rights, just filed a lawsuit in Hawaii over butterfly knife, Sandy. Oh, man. Doug never stops, okay? Amicus Brief filed in Hawaii Butterfly Knife Second Amendment case. They never stop. They need your support. KnifeRights.org. The, uh, the uh, f uh, donation thing is still going on where you can win something, okay? Uh, you know, every year I win a knife for three. You win everything, so... Yeah, well, I buy a thousand. I make a thousand dollar donation, <laughs> so I get a thousand <laughs> entries. Okay, I get a thousand entries. Right, so you do. You do have a better chance of winning. <sighs> Listen, we are offering now. Me and Chuck Leonard, training counselor from Personal Protection Institute, we are offering NRA instructor classes. Nice. Okay. So, if you want to be an NRA instructor, we are starting in October. Classes will be live this week. We're doing basic instructor training, pistol instructor, rifle instructor, shotgun instructor, range safety officer, and chief range safety officer. The classes are running from 1031 to 125 all weekends. In the spring, we are going to be offering these classes again, weekdays and weekends for the people that can't make it. We're uh, going to be running these classes. Chuck and I are going to be teaching. So we're both training counselors. Chuck and I came up through the NRA together. We have a long history together. If I had kids, I would have Chuck teach my kids. All right. He's, he's that good. And, and Sandy, you went through all of these classes with me 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, 100 years ago. Yeah. 
And if you, there's so many new shooters now. If you have a passion and you have a love for the Second Amendment and gun safety and education, I implore you, become an NRA instructor. It, the certification yeah, lasts absolutely. forever. Yep. All right. Everybody has to take basic instructor training, which is like the core. It's a six-hour class. And then pistol. And then you can take rifle. Then you can take shotgun. You can also become a certified range safety officer. And if you want to be a chief range safety officer, which will allow you to make range safety officers, we will be offering that too. All the dates and everything will be on the Gun for Hire Academy site in the next couple of days. I really look forward to working with Chuck on this and all the new uh, prospective instructors out there that are going to continue to spread the knowledge, skills, and attitude that we all need to make the gun community as safe and responsible as possible. Chuck is a good man, um, and he lives in uh, Mount Bethel, PA, and him and his wife, Luann, are great people. I became a, um, a training counselor for muzzle-loading rifle, pistol, and shotgun with him a uh, very, very long time ago. Some of the people from NRA sat in on the class and everything, and uh, I learned a lot. It's, you know, muzzle-loading's not my thing, but I wanted to learn everything I can possibly learn about it. And that's muzzle-loading country, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but but you have muzzle loading in New Jersey because you're allowed to hunt with a muzzle loading rifle in New Jersey. Yeah, but where's that place we used to go to in Pennsylvania all the time that was like a muzzle loader's museum? Oh my God, it's it's near Cabela's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll I think somebody's of it. name I can't remember. Yeah, great I'll think place. Of it. Wow, really great place. Yeah. So remember we went and visited it, right? Yeah, yeah. So the nice thing about a muzzle loader is after your one shot, you can beat somebody to death with the muzzle loader. Oh yeah, right. Exactly. I like that. With the butt of the gun, because those things are they're long and they're heavy. Exactly. So uh, we're going to be running these classes. If Remember now, you need BIT before you can take pistol, rifle, or shotgun instructor. Yeah. You can take RSO all by itself, but to take rifle, pistol, or shotgun instructor. Also, I forgot to add, you cannot take rifle, pistol, or shotgun instructor unless you have taken the student course. That oh, changed right. yeah, two years right. ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Back when you became an instructor, Sandy, you didn't have to take student courses. Right, but I the did, NRA, I you did take them, yeah. but you didn't have to. The NRA has changed it now. You must take the student course before you can take the instructor course. So you got plenty of notice here, if you need to take the course. I which, which is good because I mean you get something different, a different perspective from a student course than you do from. You know, from the instructor course, and if you're taking the student course, at least you know as an instructor what you're going to be teaching. <sighs> you're killing me, bro. I know. I'm going sleepies. You're going sleepies. You and Rex? <laughs> He's sleeping. <laughs> We're coming back, me and Mr. Crackles. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. 
The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right we have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes our Build-A-Bear building an AR. As you enter through there you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. And there we are. I said rectal itch. Rectal itch. Yeah, I did. You could. <laughs> okay, so it's no surprise to any of you who've been listening. Gun for Hire, protecting your most valuable assets, you and your family, and Ishki Bibbles is in the final stages. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> it's in the final stages of something. Did the editor make you put that comma back in? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't I don't know what we're doing with the title yet. The title might be Read This Effing Book. Bitches. Okay. Okay. Remember to steal this actually, book, Abby Hoffman. Actually, that would be very good. Yeah. Read this effing book, bitches. Would be so appropriate for you. Uh, so maybe that's the new working title. Yo, Petrolino, what do you think? Read this effing book, bitches. Charlie Cook, what do you think? Oh, by the way, my buddy Charlie Cook, riding shotgun with Charlie, who does the gun grams. He will be speaking. He's getting an award at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. He stopped in two weeks ago to see me. He is starting to sell riding shotgun with Charlie Swag. So check out nice. his stuff, please. Charlie Cook is a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. Music teacher and, and, and musician by trade. Got into the gun thing. And if you've never seen a riding shotgun with Charlie, I've been on it too. He picks you up in his car with camera setups. He's from Massachusetts, so I said car. You got that? Car, yep. A car. And they, you drive around and you talk about all things, personal, gun, and everything, while you're riding shotgun with him. 
<laughs> but he also That's does cool. gun grams, and he will do a gun gram for an occasion and stuff. And uh, But now he's going to start selling riding shotgun with Charlie Swag. Get yourself some. Nice. All right. So my book is going to be called Read This Effing Book, Bitches. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm okay with that, 100%. So here's the deal. It's going to be about 16 chapters, and a lot of it you know already because you've heard it on the show over the past nine years. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about travel protection because we're almost allowed to travel again, right? A little almost, bit. yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm stretching. <clears throat> Remember, when you go to the desk of a hotel, that person is supposed to write your room number down on a little slip and they're supposed to put your magnetic key inside of it if they say your room number you would demand that you want a new key because that means you're being set up somebody's listening uh and they're going to follow you to your room and rob you uh they're always supposed to write it down and slip it to you right you all understand that when you check into your room the first thing you should do is take a little round first thing you should do is lock the door Flip that lock over when you're in your hotel room. All the time that you're in your room, that secondary lock should be locked. Because someone in security or someone with a pass key or someone with a copy of a key can walk right in your room. Do not let your guard down. Because you are on vacation does not mean criminals are on vacation. Mm, There are a whole sect of criminals that prey on people on vacation. So, as soon as you get in, you lock that door. What's the next thing I do? I put a post-it note or one of those little round band-aids over the peephole. We've discussed this before. I'm holding in my hand right here. Amazon.com, Shomer Tech, reverse peephole viewer, $20. All right? That's I can hold 20, 20 bucks now. These be 40 Yeah. I can hold that up to a peephole, and I can look into your room. The next thing I always do is what? I put a towel at the bottom of the door. Number one, it attenuates the sound from the hallways. Number two, if the hotel catches fire, it takes a lot longer for smoke to come into my room and kill me. Number three, the big number is three. at night, the security can use the tool to go under the door and come up and unlock the secondary lock. That's how they fetch dead bodies. That's how they fetch dead bodies and people that passed out and stuff. So the towel prevents them from sticking it in so easily without making any noise or any ruckus. So that's what I do when I check into a room. Remember when you're traveling on social media, you shouldn't post that you're going to be away for two weeks because you're transmitting to everybody you're going to be away for two weeks. Many people are robbed by friends and family members. Yeah, right. They have the confidence. They know the Mm -hmm. layout. They know what you have in your house. You have a cute little niece whose boyfriend has an opiate problem. Mm -hmm. They are going to rob your house. So post your pictures when you get back from vacation. Luggage tags. I use secure luggage tags that I bought uh, bought from AAA, Automobile Association of America. My luggage tags, you have to take the strap off to flip open the tag to see the address. I do not have my home address in my luggage tags. I have my work business card in my luggage tags. If you don't have that luxury and you have to put your home address, make sure it's a secure tag. Baggage handlers will take pictures of your luggage tag when they're in the warehouse of the airport. And they will tell their friends or they will go rob your house. If you're traveling with three or four kids and you've got eight bags and the baggage handler sees that and takes pictures, they know pretty much all of you are on vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay? So luggage tags should be secure. Okay, you ready? 
when you are using restrooms, especially on vacation, the safest stall to use is the one closest to the door or the sinks. The scariest ones to use are the ones that are all the way in the corner. Someone can muscle their way in or spin the lock and come into the stall and hold you at knife point and gunpoint, can rape you, sexually assault you, rob you, and kill you. And, and no if one you're, will know. And no one will know if you're all the way in the corner stall. I know it's an intrusion of your privacy, but you should always pick the stalls that are closest to the most activity in a bathroom. If you have a bag or a purse or a man purse or a European side bag or whatever you want to call it, it should go around your neck when you're traveling. If you hang it on the hook, someone can reach over and grab it and run with it. By the time you pull your pants or fix your skirt and can't step out, they're long gone. Okay? Oh, yeah. L long gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right? So you want to always look at that as well. The next thing is car rental what i do is i have an old gps i know we all use our cell phones and stuff now but here's how uh, here's how ocd i am sandy i have a tom tom it's pretty old but yeah. it's got a big screen i like it Be before i go on vacation i program destinations in my tom tom okay i program the hotel i program the airport and I program a couple of places that, or, or whatever that I'm going to go visit. When I get pick up my rental car and get in the car, I put the TomTom -tom on the dashboard, and I press the hotel. And it takes me right to it. I have it in there already. Yeah. When the vacation's over, I press it to take me back to where I was, the airport, and it takes me right back. Uh, to me, it's, it's less of a, a distraction than programming on my phone. Because what happens is you're sitting in a rental car, a car running, and you're looking down at your phone and you're programming it. Like you're, you're typing in an address, Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever. It's just, to me, it's too much a distraction. I like to have it all preloaded. Yeah. When you stay in a hotel, for the most part, you shouldn't stay in a hotel past the 11th floor. Because the 11th floor is usually the highest uh, fire department extension ladders will reach. After the 11th floor, you're pretty much in jump mode if you get trapped <laughs> yeah, on an elevator, much, yeah. okay? And I don't know if that trampoline will hold me, <laughs> right? Not, not from 14 right. floors. <laughs> Many of you listening to this show have been to Orlando, to the big mousetrap in Orlando. One year I was in Orlando and I was staying in a Marriott on, uh, on International Drive. And we went to eat at a restaurant. I know that Marriott. No, you don't, because you, we went to eat at a restaurant, and when we left, I plugged my GPS in the Marriott Hotel that we were staying in, and it came up with four different Marriott hotels, either on or right off International Drive. Oh. And I was like, wow, this is an eye-opener. So what I do is I write the address uh, of the hotel on a little post-it and I keep it where I keep my cell phone charger. Yeah. If you had an emergency, so imagine this, you're in Orlando in a Marriott, an international drive and someone's breaking into your room or there's an emergency or something, you call the police, the 911 call center, your address is gonna come up from New Jersey. Right. Right? And you're telling them that you're in the Marriott on the on fifth floor on International Drive. drive. <laughs> and, and they're saying which one. <laughs> and the dispatcher is saying which one. So when you travel, there, especially today, like, you know, Marriott merged with Sheridan and it's Bonvoy. And a lot of hotels have been merging together. You'll see the same names. Yeah. You know, there's there's the Marriott Marquis. There's the Marriott this. There's the Marriott that. There's a lot. Uh, there's probably more now. 
all right so you should have the physical name and address of the actual hotel you were staying in yeah that's a great idea yeah it's it's something something to think about an emergency now also remember when you're traveling when you're traveling with children before you leave the hotel what's the first thing you should do with the kids do you uh, remember strap them to a uh, oh take pictures of them take pictures of yeah. them of what they're wearing that day that day if you come home at night take showers and go out to dinner pictures again yeah right because they've changed their outfits now you have the most current pictures and exactly what they're wearing should you have a situation with an abduction or you get separated for your kids you know and it's easy to get separated with your kids from big tourist places like universal and disney that's All right. Sure. Yeah. The last thing you want to be doing is showing them little Timmy's communion photo from four years ago. Right. Because it was the first thing on your phone. And again, you might have a ton of pictures from the day before from your vacation or from that morning, but you might not have it from what they're wearing now. And you don't you don't have to scare the kids. Oh, my God. Little egghead. You look so cute. Let mommy take a picture of you. <laughs> and there you go. Now you got the picture in your phone. What's so funny? Oh, why would you name your kid Egghead? Oh, I'm sorry, Egbert. 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 All right. <laughs> when you're on the plane, I always carry my my man purse on the plane. I carry my prescription drugs. I carry my tactical pen. I carry a flashlight. Yeah. Uh, I carry a charger. I carry cables. I carry my iPad. I put my phone in there usually. Uh, I keep everything in that bag. People fall asleep on planes, especially long-distance trips, and their shit gets robbed, you know. Oh, yeah. Somebody will open the overhead that they're sharing with you. They will take your bag down while you're sleeping, go through it, and put it back up. Right. All right? I kind of keep my bag at my feet when I'm traveling, or I use it partly as a headrest or whatever. That bag kind of never separates from me, and it's a crossbody. And we've talked about this before. What do I use? I use a company called PackSafe, P-A-C-S-A-F-E. They have cables running through the shoulder strap. They have wire, chicken wire mesh running through the bottom so it can't be cut open. It has RFID protection. Yep. All of the zippers have these locks that lock together. Um, the strap also unlocks so you can strap the strap to something, like a chair if you're sitting down. So if somebody ran by and grabbed your bag, they're taking you in the chair with it. Uh, they make multiple products and fanny packs, but I like this crossbody. It's called the Metro. I think it's the 1100. I've ha I had one that went all over the world with me, and then the wire started poking through, like the mesh wire because the yeah. nylon wore down, and it would catch on clothing and stuff. So I had to retire it. So I'm on my second bag, pack safe, probably in 10 years. I think they make backpacks too now. They make they? Yeah, I'm not a backpacker, but yeah. they make backpacks as well. And uh, they make camera bags and everything. And I really have never seen anything comparable uh, to PackSafe, but I don't go anywhere w without them. And uh, I keep most of my stuff in there. I, I always want my, my, my crossbody bag. To me, it's almost like my go bag. Yeah. You, 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 know, you know what I'm saying, Sandy? Right. Like, even right. in a hotel at night, I keep that next to the bed, my bag, and yeah. pretty much all of my emergency stuff is it's in right there, there right. yeah if exactly. i had to get yeah. the hell out i could grab my cell phone off of the charger on the nightstand and that bag and head go. right out of the room right you know i kind of always plan that way and i bring it pretty much everywhere with me oh hotel safes uh, i'm not a huge fan of room safes 
Uh, remember the challenge years ago? Go in there and type four zeros and enter and see what happens. Yeah. We had about 15% of our listeners actually open the safes on four zeros. You have to remember that house security are people that used to work for house security in hotels and, uh, and uh, vacation spots. They have the machine that opens them. Right. And hackers have machines that open those machines. Right. So and you might think it's secure. I wouldn't leave $10,000 and my watch. When I, I love watches. When I travel, I wear one watch. Yeah, right. I'm not exactly. leaving right. expensive jewelry in nope. a hotel room. Carry when I travel, I keep my money in my left front pocket. I don't keep I don't put a wallet in my back pocket because it's easy for a pickpocket to grab. You still do the rubber band thing? I, st I still have rubber. Yeah, I use rubber bands around my money and my credit card so it's hard to pull out of my wallet. Yeah, you taught me I, that. I keep backup cash in my uh, my Merce, my pack safe. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, your best bet, to be honest with you, at a hotel would be to use a hotel if they have a safe deposit box or safe. Yeah, it's more secure. There's cameras watching it and and everything. So that would be your best bet. Now, when I go out at night from the hotel, I put the do not disturb sign on and I leave a TV on. And don't forget, right. I've covered the peephole. So what happens is if a criminal walks down the hall and puts the reverse people viewer in the room, he sees the TV on. Maybe he can't see if I'm on the bed or not, right? And he can come back and check. But if I've blocked that peephole, he can't tell. Right. All he knows is he hears a TV, he sees the lights on, the door's locked, it says do not disturb. Move to the next room. I'll hopefully move to the next room. Exactly. Listen, more crime goes unreported in resorts oh, and vacation yeah. spots because people don't the want to come the nuisance. Back? Yeah, you have to come back to file a report that it's for the court case if they catch the guy. Nobody wants to do that. It's also, people find it embarrassing. Yeah. Well. People will have stuff stolen from them. A couple hundred bucks, a camera or a computer. They won't even say Adult anything. Adult toys. Uh, adult toys. Did I say that aloud? Yes. Oh, sorry. They won't, they won't say anything out of embarrassment, to be honest with you. Many people will just eat it, write it off as a loss. And go, okay, you know, whatever, I learned for next time I won't do it. And they don't mention it. So I've heard from many cops. I've talked to cops uh, in Florida and the islands. Much crime goes unreported or underreported because people don't want to deal with the nuisance. Do you want to spend a half a day or vacation at a police station making a report? Right, exactly. Right? Uh, you know what, hon? The camera was $300. Just forget about it. Yeah. You know, that's what right. it comes down to sometimes. Right. Just forget about it. Right. Uh, be careful with your credit cards, okay? Um, make sure when you're traveling, you let your credit card companies know that you're traveling to a foreign destination. Because well, what will happen is sometimes, especially if you go to overseas, after like the second or third charge, your card will get locked. Right. And you'll get an alert from your credit card company that there's you know, may, there might be suspicious charges. Now you're going to have to get on the phone. Do it ahead of time. You can send a message to your credit card companies. You can uh, email a message. You can send a message. You can call the 800 number on the back of the card and say, yo, this is Anthony Calandro. I'm going to Spain for the next two weeks. I'll be there from October 1st to October 15th. Okay, thank you, Anthony. And now you don't have to worry about that getting flagged. Right. It's just, it's just a good thing to, to do, to be honest with you. There's a lot of scams that go on in hotels. If you see people, especially either solo or couple, if you see the same people hanging out in the lobby or hanging out at the bar, be a little wary. Yeah. Okay, right. the criminal element, they just sit around, and a lot of times they work with the staff. You have to remember, you know, it's all opportunity. So if you're a single woman and you go to the bar and order a drink, that guy sitting in the lobby can signal his friend that's the bartender, male or female, and they could put something in your drink. 
And before you know it, you're inviting that person up to your room where you're going to be raped and or robbed. Right. It happens a lot. Yes. Just like we tell young kids all the time, too. When you're out in public like that, especially vacationing, protect your drink. If you're solo vacation on business or pleasure, if you go to the restroom and come back, I would never drink that drink that's no, on my table. Absolutely not. Okay. No. If there's somebody else with me, I would tell them, keep an eye on my drink. I'll be right back. But if I got up alone and I went to the public restrooms and came back, I'm not drinking a drink. That's, no. that's, nope. You got, listen, I'm sorry, but you got to be prepared. You got to be suspenders in a the belt. These criminals are out there. They're constantly, constantly looking for new ways to take our lives and our livelihoods from us. It never ends. Same thing when you leave an airport. If when you leave an airport, you especially in a foreign country, you either take a reputable cab. If you're going to take an Uber, if that's your thing, that's fine. But you know, like the last time, where was I in Greece or some guy walks up? You want to ride to the back to your hotel? <laughs> yeah, I'm I've like, had that happen a number. I'm times. like, no, yeah. I'm good right. because yeah. I don't know who he is, what he is. Right. Is he? Is he? Is he? You know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really care. You know. Oh my God, who is this guy? Kyle Rittenhouse. I just got an email and I got the track, the stack, this, 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 yeah, because, you know, uh, something shiny. <laughs> something shiny. I do something shiny. Uh, so, I love all you guys. Instructor classes, RSO classes are coming, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are traveling in the age of COVID, uh, be a good idea to carry one of those little spritzer bottles filled with 60% or higher isopropyl alcohol, especially if you're going into the stalls, you can spray that stuff around. Um, you could also spray the uh, the room when you get in there too with the same thing. Even though they disinfect it, it's a good idea to do it yourself. And uh, yeah, wear a mask and goggles inside a public restroom. Really good idea. Wash your hands, remember clean, goggles? clean dirty to dirty, yeah. Uh, you won't wanna know why. Goggles of Paisano. <laughs> My name is a Goggles of Paisano. Goggles Paisano. All right, great. Yeah. Well, it looks like you've done it again. <laughs> you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a counterfeit media production. The music piece of this podcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of Goggles Paisano, our master trainer, Anthony Calandro, <laughs> and the rest of the crew here at Gunfire Radio, including Rex the Wonder Dog. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please, each one, reach one. And remember, 30 days in New Jersey, if they give you a hard time, uh, just call Anthony. He'll call the police department for you. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys. Happy weekend. See you next week. Sandy, I love you. I have to go pee. All right. Me too. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> really bad. Oh, too late. Shine